0: Welcome to the Movie Heaven, Movie Hell podcast special with me, Simon Aiken
1: and... And I'm Keith Isles, and uh, we're joined today by two very special guests. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Claire Bueno, and this (laughs) is... I'm Anthony Bueno, uh, and... And I'm
2: Claire Bueno.
3: And we're making a documentary on Ghostbusters called Cleaning Up the Town Remembering Ghostbusters.
1: Yay.
2: See, I should have said the Remembering Ghostbusters bit. Uh, <laughs> if it was time. a true partnership <laughs> see, we, we, we,
1: this is what happens when it's not rehearsed this is yes. what all our podcasts <laughs> yeah. are like so it's fine so um, uh, obviously um, we, we previously did a podcast on, on John Landis and uh, we, when we talked about that we talked about the, the excellent documentary that you previously did which was, was based on American Werewolf in London yeah. the Beware the Moon documentary. So, uh, so yes, so yes. an, an honour to be here with you. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it was a
3: arduous task. Yeah, but yeah, well, that was all good fun. And, yeah, and that, you know, doing that all led to doing this, you know, like working with Paul and um, and I wanted this to be kind of like the next step of what I thought we would all kind of like do together. And then it's sort of like Paul wanted to go off and do films and stuff, which is all fair enough. And it was, um, and it was my kind of passion I don't think, and Ghostbusters isn't really, was Paul's genre, and like, that's horror, and this is that was, this was my thing, I love Ghostbusters. So, and I was always thinking what the next project was going to be, even though we were only in the early stages, originally when we were doing Werewolf. And then, um, and then yeah, we were pretty much, I, I'd beware the moon all done and stuff when we like started on this. But it was just, it was great to kind of get that knowledge of you know contacting people, doing different things, and, and sort of like,
2: yeah. you've Well, both of us have always really loved, um, Hearing other people's stories, and and so being able to sit and and, and speak to these people and catalogue, you know, all the 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 um, anecdotes and techniques and that is, is just such a privilege and, a, and an honour. But I think it also came off the back of that you just really loved meeting these people and hearing what they had to say, wasn't it really? Well, it's well, like it's,
3: it's like learning filmmaking. So it's like it's like all that kind of knowledge. And in some cases, and certainly what we found with, with Ghostbusters, it's that kind of era of film that doesn't necessarily exist anymore. I mean, even though there's mm. filmmakers that want to shoot on film and do all of that, we're dealing with a time where it's all photochemical effects, no digital effects, how it was done, how they, they were still inventing it at that point. And what we found with Ghostbusters is that they've... I mean, Ghostbusters wasn't there right at the very beginning, but it was there around the time when all this lot was evolving still after Star Wars and whatnot. And the people that worked on that worked on Ghostbusters, and then when you get to like Ghostbusters two, five years later, which at the time seems like an epic amount of time, and now five years goes by in a blink. And come to a as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, but they sort of like say, you know, they were that's it, they were at the end of how far they could go with like latex and, and the photochemical side of things. And the next one was supposed to be Jurassic Park, and it was the, just the CG test that they were doing at the time. That because if I remember rightly, everything was going to be there, they did a mass employment thing at ILM to do Ghostbusters that was then going to go straight on to do Jurassic Park and then when they saw what they could do with computers it was like "Well, oh, we don't need a lot of this anymore and then put a hold on it until they got it properly developed and then did Jurassic Park was it, too, was it 92 Jurassic Park 94 I think 93 94,
0: yeah. 94 something like that. it was something like that yeah, yeah it was definitely one, 92. It 92 yeah. it was off
1: the back of because mm-hmm. obviously Terminator 2 that's uh, it. yeah it yeah. sort of revolutionised that and uh, you know Dennis Murin and and Phil Tippett, who was kind of the guy for stop-motion, stop-go-motion at the time, Um, you know, sort of... I think he realised, oh dear, I might be out of a job. (laughs) (laughs) that, That was the stories
2: that we were hearing, wasn't it, about, you know, if you didn't adapt... Um, and 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 go and move with the times that they, they said that literally there was like the Grim Reaper walking through walking yeah, exactly. the effects like, industry. That's you
3: know? exactly what I can't remember who said it was like the Grim Reaper of the effects industry was. and as soon as you saw that CG set of the T Rex, it's like okay, and it was that. That's it. And and you know the you know um, like our friend Ned. It's like yeah, there's a lot of very talented people, and that was it. They they couldn't adapt to to working with computers. A few friends like Mark Siegel and stuff. Um, did adapt and, and worked at Ireland and still does go and do work for him now. He's retired, but still does not go and do the odd bits and bobs for
0: him. but well, It's amazing to think how fast the effects industry has come because um, back when they were making Jaws, there was no effects industry. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. Star Wars came along and there was a massive explosion after that. And yeah, to literally. think, <laughs> it was like, you know... We're talking about twenty years later we're sort of you know it goes from practical to cGI mostly yeah yeah, yeah. but That's how it's,
2: it's got it's gone full circle because you, you know what happens is and what we've, what we 've encountered is that you lose that tactileness yes uh, that you mm. get with, with in camera effects and I, and I think people are now seeing that and wanting to go back to the basics and and and, and bring that rich experience to an audience really yeah.
3: well, this is it I mean it's the whole thing with like the, the pre star Wars prequels and things and and it's just you can't you can't compare the two because you're like you know for an actor who's like acting is reacting and you're just acting against someone in a leotard, it's not quite the same as having something there and so Even if the suit works that well or not, it's yeah. still. I did something years ago where there was a fellow in a prosthetic suit, and to look at him, you thought he's bloody stupid, doesn't he? Mm. Until you're there in the scene, and then he's performing, and all of a sudden it's like this is actually really starting to freak me out because he's like all of a sudden there's this whole. It's a fellow that does. Um, Davros in Doctor Who. Oh he, right, yeah, it was him, and he was inside this this like creature suit thing, and it was just like, but you just don't get that if it's someone fucking yeah. about in a bloody leotard, or if it's a ball, exactly. <laughs> yeah, would yeah. yeah. be a big ball, freak yeah. if he's got a slightly larger package of something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will not going for that. At the time. <laughs> uh,
1: but I mean, I th- I think you know, like you mentioned, Star Wars, obviously JJ Abrams' sort of approach of going back to the sort yeah. of seventies filmmaking and and techniques and those practicals are good and of course you know the heroes have always been there I mean right back with like Ray Harryhausen yeah and stuff before the guys from ILM and and, and things of that nature uh,
3: well yeah like Randy Cook who did the terror dogs and stuff that's his inspiration and stuff you know we we, you know we we would speak about him not he's got Ray Harryhausen's chair in his, his house which we Oh wow. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, said, says, yeah, it's and he it was just like all these bits of Bob's And he did Gollum. You know, and he enjoys after, well, I don't know if he enjoys after him, but <clears throat> I know that sort of like the painstaking efforts of doing stop motion compared to doing something on a computer, it's just it's just so much more easier. But there's all these things that used to go on, and they were inspired by, you know, the Harry Housens and, and everybody that did oh god, what's the I can never remember the name of the fella. Did all the makeup effects in uh Film with Dustin Hoffman, what Tootsie. No, no. When he was like, when you first meet him, he was like a hundred and ten years old or something like that. Oh god, it's a then western, it, isn't it? Yeah, little big man or something.
0: That's like. it. Oh, you mean um, the the guy who did uh, The Exorcist?
1: Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is annoying. I know because it's, <a> senior <laughs> no, it's oh, like senior god. moments. Yes. It's, it's, it's Dick something. Oh yes, uh, yeah, Dick Smith. Yes, Dick Smith. Yes, yes. yes that's yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry.
3: Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. No, no I, I'm apologising to the listeners. <laughs> they're,
0: they're all screaming at the, the, the whatever they're, they're listening they to, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like, it's not like some little person that may have had to like carry this on a couple of films. We're talking about Dick Smith. He's like, yeah. oh. And,
1: we'll <laughs> yeah. and that's good. Yeah, I mean, with, with this project though, I mean, I, I listened to your, uh, um
2: video oh, on, on YouTube. Yeah, that you yeah. Did.
1: And I mean this this really has been a a, a labour of love project for you guys because yeah. you, you've been in terms of collecting these interviews and stuff, you've been doing that for eight years, yeah. isn't that yeah, correct? It years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow.
2: Um and, and it all started with, with Ernie Hudson, didn't it? Yeah, Ernie it was, was the, the first, first yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I mean it was uh you know we did all the actually just slightly back on Werewolf. A fair few of the interviews are actually done in this very lounge. Oh,
1: yes. Oh, wow. you, you
2: may recognize it, don't <laughs> you? <say. laughs> Different angles and things like
1: that. Like yes, listeners. Can you recognize <laughs> this lounge? <laughs> yeah. um, oh, this, yeah, special, so this visual, visual medium. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's
0: a full
1: moon being
3: projected on the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> The audio <cuts>, oh, <laughs> <laughs> goes um, so She's in the but. But yeah, it was like eight years we've been doing this, and only we sent the invites out just after the new year. Was that, what, what's that, years ago? 2008 yeah I'm crap at maths. so um so it's
2: 2008 that's why I decided to, do, to miss my money into making a film <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now we're doing kickstarter oh yes the
3: all working um yeah Ernie was the first to agree and the first to interview because he came right. to this came over here to do a, a convention so it just kind of worked out that way and then um we just kind of landed on him and then we just got and we got on really really well with him and been friends with him ever since and he's been you know, like a great person to sort of like bounce things off sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, Ernie was the first. Then we flew out to New York.
1: Ernie was in March. I mean, we went to New York in the April. Yeah. Um Yeah. Actually a question like, about Ernie. Is is it is it true that um his his role was originally offered to Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy um, couldn't do it because of um, Beverly Hills Cop is, they, is, is that I, correct? I, I,
3: no, I've not heard that. I, okay, the, the versions that I have read think, that I, I think definitely. essentially what it was. Everyone said Eddie Murphy was supposed to be. You'd have
2: to buy the documentary and find out. Um,
3: from what I understand, um, when Dan Aykroyd was writing his original kind of passage, or he had in mind himself. John Belushi and Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. and then when it kind of got to the stage of of getting it out there and sitting with Ivan, because Ivan came on first, um, he like when Ivan talks, he said Eddie Murphy was never in the equation as far right. as he was concerned, um, and um, and the, the part did constantly change a lot. So it was it was Ivan first, and then Harold uh, came on board after because he just finished vacation and um, and then they just like said you know the script's too one it was too it was too I don't know if it was too big but it was certainly the. Expe- I think even they said at the time it would have cost like 300 million to make yeah so, well
1: they said it was like a phone book a bit like they did with Blues Brothers yeah. Yeah, yeah. or whatever it was like ridiculously <laughs> yeah, yeah when, <laughs> when Ackroyd writes he writes yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah but I
3: think that was the thing with, with it is that you've got People like Ivan and Harold, who will see it from a different perspective. And I've always been the the way of, whenever I've written anything, which isn't much, but I just think, well, just write it. And even if it's massively elaborate and you know you're not going to be able to afford it, at least you've got it on paper and then you can kind of like pick it apart afterwards. Um, But essentially that's what they did. They had to go, you know, when they got the deal, um, it was in May of 83 and they needed it ready by June of, Eighty four, but they they technically didn't even have a script because all the ad was done acrossing, so they had to go rewrite. And they did that in about three weeks, and then um, and that was it, getting it together. And they went off and shot the first stuff in New York in the October, um, broke for a couple of weeks, and then they went back and shot all the other stuff, and then finished it all off in L.A. with.
0: Was Ivan Reitman on board when uh, John Belushi died? No,
3: I don't think. No, I don't think he was. Oh, N. A. C. was writing
2: it, wasn't he? Yeah, he
3: was still writing it at that point, and he was writing his lines when he got the news that Belushi had died. Oh, right. Mm. So, I, I don't know what, when did Belushi die? I don't know. They out I can not time Was know. it 81, no. I mean, Belushi was mm. 81? Like, yeah, it's about 80, so yeah. about yeah, 82.
0: It must have been 82-ish. Yeah. Must have been, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. So, yeah, I don't think Ivan really got on board until 83 and it was pretty much a fast, you know, they went, he went to see the fellow the, uh, that was running Columbia Pictures at the time, Frank, his last name, um, I've got one of those moments now. Um, <laughs> can't help you, <laughs> and that was it. And then, yeah, that was it. will come to me in a minute. but yeah, he went and gave the all clear, and they got the money, and, and that was it. But this needed done in a year, and that was a time when films, even now, they take two years to make to do those kind of things, yeah. And they and that was, I think, one thing that a lot of the effects fellas said that they got a bit of flack for because it should have taken two years and they did it in a year. So partly it was just like, it's amazing you got this film done in that amount of time. But on the other hand, everybody thought, oh, we don't need to take two years to make these films, We can I do in one year now? So it put the pressure on everybody else, to like, deliver things much faster. So it did, so it really changed the industry and really shook it all up a lot at that point anyway. So. Well,
0: it's funny, because um, Blues Brothers was exactly the same thing, where they had a, a, a short amount of time to shoot it, and so it was very kind of ramshackle put together. And um, I think that one was a bit more... Um, all over the place and it was a miracle that it was actually good. <laughs> well,
3: from what, I, what I've what i heard through the Grapevine was that, because there's all the rumours that it went massively over budget and all yes. that kind of stuff yeah. and when you talk to the people in the know, they say they never went over budget. What happened was that halfway through production, Universal turned around and said, you know when it was like, I think, it, I don't know, I don't know what it did the film for. It was It might have been 10 million I think. I but Just I can't remember. I remember yeah. it would say it was 10 million they made the film for, he said, well, the budget was actually 20. And then halfway through, they cut it in half and said, you've only got 10. Ah. So then they actually so said, so they really, so, so we got all this, you know, all this flat for going over budget and things like that. He said, we never went over budget. They just changed the budget halfway through the shoot. And then we had to kind of like figure out a way around that to kind of get it in. So, so yeah, it wasn't, yeah, Universal
0: certainly had their hand in making that
2: mm.
3: quite difficult. But, you know, to... Online, it's a classic. So,
0: well, yeah, but I mean, still, I mean, there's always always a problem with studio interference. There's always, there's, they, they. I don't know what it is, but they have to feel like they're part of the creative thing. Yeah, and but they're not creative. No,
3: no. But But they're a cat. know, I would. One thing I thought after doing Ghostbusters, and this was years ago when we first started. There's many ideas about documentaries (laughs) about having some of them already been made now, but, um, but I was thought I'd love to do a doc on that on sort of like studio interference. On major films, and the times when it's benefited, and the times when it's just completely cocked it up. Yeah, and and you know certainly *Blues Brothers* two thousand suffered like that, and all that. You know, it had you know the, the studio changed things around a lot. Like, I don't mind. I think the music's great in it, but but
2: even *Ghostbusters* two suffered with that too, with this, with yeah. interference with you
3: know. People. Well, yeah, the what kind of I suppose not in in a sense of like when they were filming, they you know got producers tapping on their shoulder and, and chipping in with different things, but I think certainly from the conversations we had with Harold Ramis when it came to the second film, it was just a, it just became a lot more calculated. All of a sudden you've got this massive hit on your hands and you got everything that came after was like the cartoons. And he said how they were all, like all sat down in a room and uh, when all their agents got talking and got them all sit down and there's someone there with a flip chart and pie charts and graphs and, well, you know, this is how much this is going to make by this and that. Da, 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 da. And he was like, well, and to me it's like, well, Talk about sucking the fun out of things. It's
0: like, you know, it's a lot of people in the industry aren't necessarily money-orientated. Mm. There's well, a lot of people that are, but... <clears throat> this is the thing. I mean, I, I actually watched both films today, back-to-back, and the difference is huge. Because the first yeah. film is not a kid's film. No, exactly. It's yeah. <laughs> not a kid's film. It's, it's funny how kids gravitated to yeah, it. Yeah. It's like yeah. Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robocop is the furthest thing from a kid's film, but how many kids saw that yeah, film back the 80s? Yeah. I saw it exactly. as a kid. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. all loved it. Yeah. But then what happened was they went, "Oh, we've got this new market, young market, we're waiting for those people. And then just completely yeah. this the animated, animated series and the yeah. television exactly. and yeah. spin-off. Yeah, exactly. but yeah. yeah, that was the thing with Ghostbusters too, and as you, I'm sure that everybody talked about was that they made it more like the cartoon, yeah. to the point where they changed characters to look like mm. their cartoon counterparts. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> that's actually interesting, because we asked Annie Potts
3: whether that was, and she, I mean, she said that the Ghostbusters 2 was a bit more fuzzy for her, because she was really busy at the time, she was literally doing multiple projects at the same time as doing Ghostbusters 2.
1: Nice position to be in. Yeah, yes.
3: it's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> but she just sort of like said, no, She, I, I think for her... She was actually represented, because when she first did Janine, it was a bit kind of like thrown in the deep end almost. Oh. And all of a sudden, I think the first stuff she shot was the New York stuff where the fire, the top of the firehouse is blown off. And she wasn't even supposed to be there. And all of a sudden they got her in and she's like, okay, well, and she's got like the glasses from, somebody, from, her, from, the, from the costume woman and all that kind of stuff. And so that's how kind of Janine evolved like that. And I don't think it's exactly how she probably thought about it. She probably told you to really properly get into it. So she says that when it comes to this, I, I feel like that Janine is much more like the cartoon version. But she was just like saying, no, that wasn't a factor for her. I think it's like the, it's I think
0: it was to do with the hair. It, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, I think it's a wig, isn't it, that she wears?
1: In my opinion, I'm not Yeah, it. it looks wiggy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it looks this is the thing in it i mean i always say it's it's you know it's sadly it's, it's sort of show business not show art and yes. the, you know you get um accountants lawyers and marketeers that that, that you know
2: yes.
1: hold the purse strings and get involved in this stuff yeah. And, yeah. and you're absolutely right particularly when you use this word franchise which uh, yes. yeah. you know and and I guess um yeah if they can if they can make something that's going to have an even wider audience and wider and you can start making action figures and you know well, it, it's, it's it just goes sort of out, out of control, and all of that it's you
2: right, know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: like the thing with um with Batman it's
1: like Batman and Robin really
3: isn't a great film but that film made more money on merchandise than not. any other <clears> sort of like previous one in the in its well, franchise now and stuff like that and that's because, you know, we still kind of live in that
1: world. I mean, I hate whole franchise. Yeah, concept, I mean, but. It, well, Batman and Robin—it's—it's it's obviously awful. Um, but uh, <laughs> obviously, even even Joel <laughs> Schumacher, when when um, you know, interviewed about that one, he, even he sort of apologizes and said yeah. it really was a a uh, kind of an expensive video to sell action figures and playsets. You know, yeah. uh, and hence yeah. why none of it made any sense you know so exactly. it is funny it's it's,
2: George it's still apologizing for it yeah you No, know,
3: so I, I watched it recently relatively recently and yeah. well not probably from beginning to end just like part of it and it's one of those films it's like if you sit and think of it as just as a b-movie as just a b-movie with, with a lot of money and you look at it and think in that concept it's not that bad it's just the fact that you you know you've got the previous films and you, and it's just you can't not thinking, because it is a massive budget film, but you're thinking if that was like, it, it probably would have benefited, benefited by having like a two million budget and they would really have to sort of like get Ed Wood to direct it or something like that. And then you <laughs> think, yeah,
1: you know what, it's actually not too
2: bad.
3: But it isn't, it's like it's Batman and you expect something out of that. And so any of those type of, and, and, and any film that comes
2: you up. just And that's the thing as well, isn't it? It's expectations. People's, yeah, expectations. It's, it's meeting people's expectations, isn't it? Once you've had a hit, you know, the second one. Mm. You know, but and, and that's the thing. I also like
3: to say, and certainly like Ghostbusters is, is one of them that you, and and we do live in a different world where we we have to sort of like you, you get these kind of massive hits, and it's like okay, what's the next one going to be? And now they kind of know what are they going to be the big hits most of the time, some of the time, and they've got already got it all planned out. Whereas back then it's like you did the one, and if it worked, mm. and then you like so but you can't. So that yeah, Ghostbusters was an adult film. At one point, I think it was going to be R-rated. It was like there was a lot more swearing and stuff mm. that they ended up taking out.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I I still remember the, uh, um, and I I'm trying to remember what the phrase was replaced by. But when it was when it was shown on television when I was a kid, yeah, um, I remember that uh, the bit where he says about dickless, the. Is actually dubbed over with something else that was absolutely ridiculous and I can't remember oh, what it was. I think it was Fruit Basket. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It could be. That would
0: make sense. I think it was Fruit Basket because it's, it's like, yeah, you're right, this man has no fruit basket. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember thinking, what?
3: (laughs) It's like... uh, i I I, I just—I never got... I always (laughs) hate it when any film's been... And that's the worst thing about the UK sometimes, was that any film, even if it was coming on the cinema, like Terminator 2, I remember specifically, that was just butchered, especially when it came to video. Mm. I mean, it took, what, three seconds out of the cinema run, but when it came to video, it was just like... There was something like 30 seconds. And it just... And always was just... And I've never understood the concept of... I, well, I understand it in the terms of, it. again, that business sense, why do you want kids to watch it? I remember watching Ghostbusters it was on a Saturday afternoon and like nearly everything was like the terror dogs every time. They, you never see the terror dog face yeah. on, everything yeah. was gone. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, you're just kind of like taking out the stuff that
0: made the thing a success in the first place. Did you uh, ever see Ghostbusters at the cinema? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I did. I remember most most of that film, um, when anything like that, I was like my hands yeah. were in front of my face. The opening bit with the librarian. Yeah, ghost. yeah. The, the, the attack on Sigourney Weaver by the Terror yeah. Um I think it was actually I think stuff with um, at the end of the marshmallow, um, the puff. Oh my god! Yeah, it's happened to me. Stay, stay, stay puff, yeah. marshmallow Yeah, man, yeah. yeah. Um, I was fine with that, but there was certain moments in it as a kid that made me.
1: Just
0: yeah, yeah. it's like, and they, and you know, Spielberg used to do that all the time.
3: Yeah. All stuff. I mean, he got away with murder, for, you know. It was just just the things that you saw in some of those films, like Raiders and the head Explosion. I wish we'd told a funny story about Raiders, actually, in the head explosion <laughs> sequence and stuff, because <laughs> it was done by Thane Morris, who did all the pyro oh, okay. stuff in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So um, apparently, it's sort of like they did, they did two goes at it or something like that, and they did one, and it just wasn't bloody enough. And and George was like, no, no, I really want like lots more blood. So, uh, all right. if you want to do that, great. So they made another head, packed it full of blood. I think they had shotguns, I'm sure he said. Shot this thing, explodes, blood everywhere, and that's it. I said, we thought that's way too, way too much. But anyway, so, and then they see uh, a fluffy bunny, a toy, like on the floor, <laughs> so I don't know why it was there, but it was. So it was like... Okay, so we packed it full of explosives, <laughs> <laughs> the camera to high speed, blew up the bunny. So he's, everybody says, for some reason, it got into dailies. So we're all sat there, we watched the head explosion. It is, it's really bloody and gory, and, and George like, no, that's fine. So we're gonna put flames. It's all gonna be great. So we're all sat there, we're all talking. And all of a sudden, there's this bunny that pops, up, <laughs> yeah, and it just, and then it just, just explodes in extreme like slow motion, and, like, and everyone's <laughs> laughing and things like that. So everybody goes, and then is there. Can I, just, can I have a quick word? And He goes, yeah. Those um, just two things: don't hurt little
1: animals and don't waste film. <laughs> <laughs> and that's weird. Wow! Brings new uh, meaning to the energizer. Body. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny coming from the guy who's one of his famous quotes is about um, taking a kitten and twisting its neck, and breaking its neck to make a get a reaction out of an audience.
2: A real kitten.
0: A, he did it for real. He talked about it. He said, oh. "If you want to get a reaction out of an audience, you take a kitten and you break its neck." Bloody, <laughs> rubbish, I suppose that's scary. But then he was worried about rabbits. So if you get Submit a lad, toy you rabbit toy, yeah, right. <laughs> you can't do anything. Rabbits is food. You don't waste food. <laughs> I think he's more upset about <laughs> wasting food. What he was, it's
3: like I would imagine. Yeah. What if they'd have shot that on seventy mm I mean, a lot of the effects stuff was seventy. Yes, so, yes, yes, they, yeah, uh, quite yeah, often. And, right. and that's that is really expensive stuff. There's and that would have been high that. speed as well. <laughs> so yeah, they'd have yeah. burnt loads of it. Yeah,
2: right. yeah. yeah.
3: So they did it. Yeah. Apparently, they did it. Did do it in Ghostbusters with um, Central Park West when they were throwing like rubble and stuff like that over the side, and we were just like shooting loads of stuff. And in the end, we just ran out of things. And there's like. There's like a, a tray with like pastries and donuts and things like that. That gets so yeah, into <laughs> And it's sort of like the memo comes
0: down the next day, don't waste film. <laughs> don't waste donuts. Never. I think there are old ones. Wow. So um, sorry. Okay. Um I just have one uh, one question is uh was there anybody that you wanted to interview but you couldn't? Or you couldn't get in touch with?
3: Um there are True, uh, yeah, there's a few people that we would have wanted to interview. Which uh, Bill Murray, we haven't been able to, we have spoke to him and he did agree, but we haven't got a chance to get him to down yet. Oh, nice. Um, so that would be nice if that does happen. That would we be do amazing. Campaign. Yeah, yeah. That'd be <laughs> Uh, Rick Moranis, we'd dearly love to get, but he's you know, he's you know, off the scene and, and he's very hard to kind of like, get a hold of now. So, yeah, I mean, again, we will keep trying until the doc's finished. Um, Peter McNichol would have been great, he was. Yeah, I know she goes for us too, but he was, you know, he sent a lovely email and it's just like he said, it's just, it's just not his thing and he's, he's self-conscious about these things. It's like, that's,
1: you know, that's fair enough. Yeah. I can understand that. He's so cropping up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. Is I've it? Made. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, is, was yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. wow, you
2: know. Well, again, a, so these people are actors that, you know, they, they're they happy to disappear in, act, in, in, in their character, but, you know, to actually sit down and be themselves and talk about themselves and what they do is, it's not where they feel most comfortable so yeah. um, you have to just respect that it's disappointing for us but people have feelings and you just have to respect that don't yeah. you yeah. but I mean we've been very lucky haven't we because yeah. you know out of 70 people it, I mean even people that we didn't think we would get that then something would speak to somebody they'd go oh my god I've got their number I'll sort that out for you and it's been this like domino effect hasn't it yeah. really you know I think that's what's been so mm-hmm. wonderful about this and I'll tell you the other thing that I I really liked about it is that it's actually put people in touch with one another again oh, that nice. they lost touch over the years right. and uh, some I know I'm sort of slightly digressing but yeah people that we've interviewed they've all sort of touched base through the Facebook group and things like that and and have all met up and and also you know um, Brian Mark um, Wilson and um, Robin Shelby they both played Slimer. One well, in Ghostbusters and and Ghostbusters Two, and they'd never met, and you know through us when we were in LA, we we they they met for the first time in wow. LA and stuff. But wow. we've been really really lucky, and people have been so generous, and 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 we have been really lucky because. You know at least three of the people that we've interviewed have, of course since passed away so yeah. you know we, we're we're really very fortunate to have been able to spend a small amount of time with them really as well yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i i think that's what
1: yeah. your point about the film industry and and you know people it, that that's a very good point because when you work on a project it is a very intense time, isn't it? And yeah, you yeah, you yeah. get to know people and yes. Bake bonds very quickly. There's like then, nothing else going on. Exactly, yeah. that's your life. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah. when it's over, it's like you, you sort of you you really do feel those sort of post production blues because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you, you sort of go back to reality. But yeah, quite quite literally, people may never see each other yeah. again for decades. Yes,
3: absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, no, I found that. Even when I first started doing this, it's an extremely bonding experience when you, when you yeah. do anything, if you get on with people, that is. Yeah. Um, but you just, you know, most of the time you just gel and you get on and it's like you've known each other for years. And then it's like, yeah, we'll keep in touch. And then that's it. And then one goes one way, one goes the other, and that's it. And it can be literally decades can fly by. Mm-hmm. But then you see them again and then it's just like, like no time's passed yeah. at all. But it's such a, you know, that's the amazing thing about the film industry in itself. And we've really truly definitely tried to keep in touch with a lot of people and thank yeah. you we have. Most of the time, I, th- I mean, the only other one that's passed away that we didn't get a chance to interview was the only Aldridge, was the costume designer. And mm-hmm. I'd love to have like finished loads of stuff. Anyway, yeah, the costumes have... were amazing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, but sadly, she she passed away a couple of years ago, I think. And we 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 oh, were very close to interviewing her, but she didn't want to be um doing on camera interviews. So it's like, okay, fine, let's do it audio, and then we just ran out of time. We had to come back to the UK, and and then in the time between, being, because that was the thing, you like, you know, was I think I said in the vlog is that you know people might sort of think, think why does it take you eight years but it's like yeah. it takes eight years is because we're here and everybody's over there and when you know we're not getting funding from anywhere and it's only like recent years when you've got crowdfunding that you can tap into because yeah. before and it's like well this is you now this isn't just like a documentary on something which you can go to any one of the other funding bodies and try and apply for funding this is a licensed product that you're trying to fund and you haven't got those resources you can really tap into because they're not going to give you money for it because we might not even be able to sell it for money anyway because they you know, Columbia or Sony might turn around and say, I don't think so. And then it'll just be something that...
2: And and I think probably as well, if they did fund something like that, you you would get, like you see on all the other sort of makings of today, you've got like the four or five key people that were involved in it. Um, You know, we've literally, you know, spoken to 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 everybody, from sound design to, to you know again visual effects to you know the the, the leading actors, the supporting actors. Um, I love the
0: fact that you guys have spoken to the the bands that provided music yeah, to the soundtrack. Yeah, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Stuff it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, Because that's something that, you know you might speak to the composer, but when people have written music especially for a film, they never really you know have. A sort of word. No, no,
2: and we no, and we have been. We've been really lucky. We, we did try to get Bobby Brown, didn't we? Yeah, but, but that that was, that's w- been difficult. I mean Yeah,
3: you've gone through a lot of stuff past few years. Of course. Mean, so. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That is a good song, though, in Ghostbusters oh, too. It, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a it's cracking it. song. Um, but
2: it's, it's music of its time as well, isn't yeah. it? You know, very much it so. you know?
1: Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, very much so.
0: Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, well, I have a question. Uh, when it came to Ray Parker Jr., was there anything you couldn't talk about, like court cases and did stuff? You know, <laughs> no, he never said
3: anything, and we didn't
0: ask. Oh, okay. I mean, I just... Because
3: i had done a lot of reading up about it beforehand, and I knew that there was... Even at that point where we interviewed him, there was stuff going on. Oh. And it was just like, it's you know, he can't talk about it. And and we had a really good flow with him, actually. Yeah, we did, yeah. He's really, really nice. and And you just think, I don't want to... You don't want to ask something that's going to really cut that up. And yeah. on the other hand, because it's not going to benefit you anyway, because he's yeah. not going to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Other people may have spoken about it. That's a different thing. They're not kind of bound legally, but there was something at the time that things could have been talked about outside of court, and it was at one point, And then there's somebody else was seeing somebody else. And I just thought, you know what? It's not. I mean, what, I mean it was inter- I mean, you certainly find out the reasons from other people who spoke to which I need to properly edit in. No. Um, and then, but it's just like that. It was, from what my understanding of that whole kind of like situation was, it's just kind of one of those things that happens in film. Mm-hmm. Somebody has an idea, somebody hears something, that's great. Can you make something sound like that? Yeah, that's great. You've got about a day and a half to do it. Great, okay, bash it out. Lovely. Actually, we're going to make this now then the main theme song of the whole film. Thanks very much. And that was it. So like, but, and it was just all because, essentially from what I understand, someone heard um, Hugh Lewis's song. Mm-hmm. Oh, he boy. didn't want to do anything to do with it because they wanted the words changing and they didn't want to change any of the words. So when Ray Parker was brought in, it was essentially, just this, listen to this, this is what he wanted to sound like. And right. he had a day and a half to, oh. to turn around, something that was only supposed to be used in like X amount of like 15 seconds within the film. Right. So it wasn't supposed to be a full song. And then they wanted a full song. So that's, and it's just like, and I know that. I you know anything you do, you just cut it to a song or a mute and it's like, oh, this is really good. But it's in certain beats, isn't
1: it? it? Yeah. So it's like, a modern classic now. Yeah. But what I was going to say is one of the things I kind of like with, because <coughs> obviously I make no secret of the fact that I watch all the extras and documentaries and stuff yeah. on, on Blu-ray and DVD. But what I particularly like about retrospective documentaries like you're doing now is... You, you know, you really do, people have had time away from it to reflect, first yeah. of all. And also, you really do get the real story because when they do the things on set that are essentially these EPKs, you know, these like yeah. electronic press kit type yeah. things, yeah. they're always very sort of sycophantic. And of course, they have to be very careful what they're saying because yeah. the studio's involved and, you know, all yeah. of this sort of thing. And, and I think some of the best ones out there... Really are these 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 retrospective type yeah. documentaries, and Ooh. there's some fantastic ones. And you know, it'll be great to see this. I mean, I, I just invested in the the Blu-ray of what I thought was the all singing, all dancing <laughs> Ghostbusters uh, Blu-ray release, oh, yeah, yeah. but yeah. of course, you know, there may hopefully be an edition with with this <laughs> I'm on. I'm sure there'll be another version. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, look, I think what's been interesting for us because. Um, we've got a company called premier scene so and i'm interviewing people all the time on the red carpet as they're promoting their films and by making a retrospective documentary is that you're speaking to people at especially as far back as sort of 25 30 years ago mm-hmm. when they made it is that they're at a very different stage in their careers you know they're not you know they're not worried about cheesing people off and scared about not getting work and things because they're in the twilight of their years and so you find that they're far more open about what they've got to say and you know and if they upset somebody it's like I don't really care mm-hmm. you know they're far more honest than frank and yes you can look at it they can look at it from a sort of a different perspective looking back but I think what was really quite refreshing from what I, I experience in my day-to-day life interviewing people is that they, they, there's this, just this honesty you know and um, that they, they just it's like this is the way I see it take it or leave it and and it, and it made for a lot of laughs as well God, didn't yeah. it for us yeah I mean some mm. of the uh,
3: there is some great stories and there's a chunk of them that aren't on tape because some people are like well better not put this on there <laughs> but this is what happened <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, my God, okay. Okay. so you got your own deleted scenes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah it's like, I mean but this is it yeah they, they are the, the, there are a point in their lives where they're just like now Really give a fuck to be honest and that's it and they just kind of like they rattle stuff off and, and some are a bit more careful because there's sometimes it's just case of being a bit more respectful to other people yeah and there's yeah. other times when they're just like no you know this is this is what was going on and that's what happened and this is this and then that puts us in a situation of like well what do you do i mean i'm always about the truth of it and in and the problem is with something like anything like this and when and we have spoken to so many people is there's, there's many different versions of mm. what that is actually about,
1: mm-hmm. and you can and kind of times
2: elapsed as well, and a lot, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. There's well, people
1: remember things, things differently.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, this
1: this is this is one thing. It's the context, but also, as a documentary filmmaker, you, you, you know, you you can, by the way, you edit things. You've got to be careful because you can misquote people. if... Yes, if, absolutely. I and mean, yes, yeah, it's yeah.
2: your own perception of it so, as well. So yeah, yeah. yes. That's, I mean, that yeah. is the
3: thing. I mean, I know that there's a few bits, I can't remember bits exactly, but you kind of pick out what they've sort of like said and think, okay, I think that's basically it. No one's ever really going to know the exact because it is purely a point of view of something that happened, mm. you know, 20, well, it was at the time when we started doing it, it was like 23, 24 years prior because it was originally going to be a 25th anniversary edition. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time, time, time. 30. <laughs> <Yeah>,
1: 31. <laughs> 31. Two, 22. 20. Ship, right? 32 32 yeah. oh my god that's scary mm-hmm. that I, I really
0: have crazy. a question for you guys so when you go to do the interviews do you have them all written down or mm-hmm. do you just do it off the cuff or?
2: no it's a script it's, it, yeah the, all the questions are, it's like a script really and so by having the, the same sort of questions but obviously customised to you know to, to them and what their particular role was within the, the film um what that then has given Anthony is that the basis of being able to then, you know, um, carve a story from, uh, you know, because there's certain reference, reference points that he can then create a story arc within the documentary. Mm-hmm. So that's the way we did it, yeah. yeah. We, we <laughs> but when we had questions, I mean, depending on who it was, somebody like Ivan Reitman, <laughs> it was like t- about three pages pages of April there was loads and you could see he didn't really want to answer that many questions and I'm thinking what's Anthony going to say what's uh, all right I'm gonna have to think on my 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 feet here I don't want to upset Anthony by not getting him the questions that he wants answering and so I was literally having to pick out what I could what I felt was relevant um but yeah we we have we have a, a script there basically to follow yeah
0: Right. Well, as we've just done a podcast about Ivan Reitman, what was it like meeting him and interviewing him?
2: Um,
3: it's quite intimidating. Yeah, it me is. And yeah, anybody. that's the I would use. Yeah. yeah, because it's it's still Ivan Reitman. I mean, regardless of the fact he's directed my favourite film, you know, he's done many, many things. And mm-hmm. and where you go to... I don't, I don't know, actually, he's, he's still at the same place now, because now there's Ghost Corps and they're, all, they're building this whole kind of, like, you know, cinematic universe for Ghostbusters, basically. Um... But you go to his place, <coughs> Santa Barbara, I think it
2: was. Yeah, it was Santa Barbara, yeah. And it's like
3: very old Hollywood, this big driveway and big, uh, you yeah, kind of yeah. like, place yeah. apart the car and the big doors and you go <laughs> in and think, and Christ, it's like, well, you, know, you
1: so go and it was with bigger like, oh, than my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it was
3: just, it was, so it was quite, yeah, it, it, it was, it was quite intimidating. And he was all right, you know, we, yeah, we, no, we was... you know, we, we did the interview and stuff like that. And we got a lot longer than I think he expected to do. <laughs> right. um, but we had a bit of a chat with him afterwards and he was fine. And then we did, and John Medjic, who like his producer, had have been, been working with each other for years. Um, we interviewed him straight afterwards and stuff. And we was chatting away with him for, again, far too long. But it was he was just like full of like, you could see he enjoyed telling the stories of sort of like, of, of, like way back when. Mm. So yeah, Ivan was, um, yeah, it's just, it, yeah, it's Ivan right there. Day. so you're just going to feel that kind of like okay this is this is know. a big
2: Hollywood director here yeah, <laughs> and, so. it, and we are two kids from you know England <laughs> <laughs> setting up yeah yeah I mean it was quite it was quite intimidating but he was he was very welcoming and he's and, and the team of, that he had working with him as well you know the pas and stuff were, were phenomenal they were really really helpful yeah like
3: Andrew was still in touch with now she was his she picture his PA anymore she's a photographer. And, yeah. or she was doing it at the time. Now she's like fully freelance. She's very good. Um, so we still like keep in touch with her quite a bit. I actually, messaged her last night. I me mean, um and and Joe's assistant at the time, Carl, and and you just kind of keep it. It's just weird how you just start, you just get on with them. And you start talking about the film industry, things that they've done, and, and mm-hmm. who they worked with, and all these other little tales. And then you just you carry on like chatting and stuff. And I have to say, if it, if we hadn't got Ivan. Then there's a lot of the others I don't think would have done it. Right. And a lot of that was to do not, you can put it on paper saying, Well, we've interviewed Ivan. But they also phone up you know, phone him up and say, you know, is this genuine and stuff like that? And if it weren't for him, I don't think we would there's a fair few that we wouldn't have got if Ian and Baity turned around and said, Yeah, yeah, you know, we've yeah, we've interviewed, yeah, they're fine, you know, the yeah. kids from England do the dock and stuff and, and that was it. So so fair play to
0: him actually. A, yeah. yeah. Okay. How how easy was it to get in touch with him?
3: Wasn't um, it was wasn't um, as hard as Bill Murray? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> we contacted his agent. I think I think we sent a couple of messages to the agent. The agent finally sent it over to somebody I might have been his assistant. I can't remember now actually. And then we just kind of figured it all out from there. And so oh, we're going to be over then, and and she does our, you know, and whoever it was it was either. Might have been Andrea actually. Yeah. Um, and she goes, Yeah, I'll let you know. And he come back, Yeah, he's agreed wow. to do it.
1: That's great because, um, you know, I, I, I know sort of firsthand how hard it is to sort of get to these yeah. people and yeah. and schedule things. And I mean, it's no wonder, you know, this has taken you this amount of years yeah. to do because, you know, you've got to work to people's schedules. Yes. And then, of course, it's affording yeah. to get over Absolutely. there and, and do this and have yeah. the spending money to do to do the whole thing so I I get it yeah you know you know the thing is because we've
2: literally gone from the 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 borders of Canada to you know down to the other side of you know in San Diego and you know and we've gone all the way around and 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 you're absolutely right because these are all busy people and they're all still working in the industry so to be able to you know fit people in um I mean I mean Dan Aykroyd one of the reasons it took us Four, four years wasn't it? it was because literally we would be we would be in LA he would be in New York mm-hmm. we were flying over to New York then he was going to LA and, and he travels the country all the time and he doesn't have he doesn't use any kind of electronic mail or mm-hmm. or anything it's all still by post and um I carrier pigeon. He, yeah yeah I don't <laughs> even think he has a mobile phone I'm sure I've heard that anyway um so look, yeah again the logistics have just been been really difficult but i mean we've seen some amazing parts of america where we would yeah, never I mean, well know, exactly
1: i mean you've got to a got follow up. your passion but b yeah. there's nothing better than traveling yeah. particularly around the u.s it's fantastic yeah. So yeah. that's you know yeah. um must be great. It, yeah, no, it really
2: was. It really was. Not probably through the night. I remember us driving, or you, us driving. Um, I probably slept in the car as you drove all the way through the night from San Francisco back to LA. Only to, have to do an inter- It's a great drive, but not through the night with, <laughs> you know, with an interview at 10 o'clock the next That's morning. Right. Who was that? And I was that was Robin. That was, was it great? Okay? Yeah, yeah, it was. I, yeah. like I
3: remember the, the journey.
2: We tried to do Pacific Coast Highway. I never, could, could never find it. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it's just over there, but we could never, just never
1: get to it. Right, that's interesting. Have you kept, I'm, I'm just thinking now, have you actually kept like a journal of what you've done to, to sort of a making of the documentary oh, no, of the making know. of it? No, we, we plan on
3: writing it. I've got yeah. everything in my diary of like points of like people we're interviewing. So I've got all that kind of like Right. That. Yeah. And... Well, we, I we, we have t- spoken about doing the making of the making of in, in sort of like just some kind And we, we'll probably be doing as part of the... When you get the Blu-ray yeah. know, DVD combo. we want to have like a little like, 14-page booklet in that, which would be like a little making of the making of type of thing. But we we, it, we have spoke about it because it'd be just... Because there's a lot we've done within that. And I think, you know, even... I was just going through photos the other day while we're getting all this stuff kind of prepared to do the Kickstarter thing. And you think... You look at the pictures and thinking, gosh, we've actually done a fair few trips over there. Yeah. And the last big one was my to celebrate my 40th, so I was still 39 at the time. Um <laughs> and it was just like I've always wanted to do that kind of like the whole kind of east to west coast drive. And we went from New York, New York to New York State, which is the borders of Canada, which is where mm-hmm. Lilydale is, which is where th- that's technically the story starts anyway, because that's where Dana Cruz's granddad um, you just go to this like a place, this little like a spiritualist retreat, and they'd get all, all kinds of like phenomena kind of happening there with mediums and psychics and stuff. Lovely place, and it was like it was still winter, it was March, and it was just snow, and it was like yeah. all the lakes, and it was all so frozen, it was gorgeous. Um, so you go all the way up there, and it was all very kind of like you can almost imagine dances with wolves, sort of like going down <laughs> on the horse or something oh, <laughs> like that
1: kind of that country. And then one wait. of my favourite films. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seen the Reverend. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. Like, very good, also. Very yes. good. I almost <laughs> saw that
3: at some point. Like, you could even make a sequel to Dancing with the World. There's like an element to oh. it. But anyway. Dreams yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Dancing with the so Dancing with the Tom Harden. There you go. There's, there's a reference for Brucey, anyway. So. Um, so um, so yes, yeah, so we went to there. Then we went to Ohio, where Anthony, who does did our logo and, all, and doing all that, he's our, our art director, doing all the graphics and stuff, along with Eastwood. And uh, so we went to Ohio to see him. Then we travelled down to Nashville, is where we stopped. We stopped in Nashville. That's what was that where we stopped? Asheville. Nashville. No, we went to Asheville. Was another trip. Um. <laughs> That was
2: anyway, right. um, we did keep we a did. journal.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we were in Nashville because we did a. We did do Nashville. And. We did do, We did go
2: down to Nashville. Yes, of
3: course Nashville. they were because they were doing because we interviewed Peter Gugliano, Yeah. Gugliano, I thought, Giuliano. Yeah, Giuliano. Yeah, that's yeah. And he was a dean. He was the first assistant director on Ghostbusters. Wow. And Ghostbusters too. So he he was a really good one to talk to, um, and uh, and again full of like really great stories. And he said he remembers the stories rather than the sequence of events. But he was working on the TV show Nashville, so that's, that's oh okay right. yeah yeah yeah. Um, then so was. Then yeah. we went down to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. We were supposed yeah. to go to somewhere else at that, point. I think Kentucky. We was going to go to at one point, but that's where John ducky Jr. Yeah. wasn't around at the time, which is an interview we hope we might get before the end. Um So then we went down to Jacksonville, interviewed Tim Lawrence, who was who was fantastic and he uh, Ghostbusters 2 uh, like um, a puppet creature coordinator and he did a lot of like this stuff. He's one of the Scoleri brothers as well. He's the big fat Scoleri brother. Oh. Right, right. Um, and so then we went from there to New Orleans we thought, New Orleans. Got to um, be done. Got um, to be, be done. done. And we, were there for,
2: <laughs> we were there for all of about. Yeah. <laughs> it was
3: just like it was just was
2: some, some music festival, uh, yeah. So it
3: was like everywhere was full. So we ended up yeah. having like, really to drive to some hotel, which on the outside looked very nice, but when you got into it, it was just like it was just like a It was like a shining. So we <laughs> was <laughs> like, let's just get up and go. So we went from there, drove through Dallas, yeah, around Texas, up to towers
2: Tower, ta- tower, ta- ta-
3: which is a, like an Indian reserve, which I was really, really looking forward to, and we get within like two minutes
2: after to driving Tours, for like fifteen a day. hours. Yeah, and yeah.
3: they say, and then we get pulled over by the police, and they say, sorry, you can't go here; it's, it's restricted land. So oh wow! We come to and it's like, no, 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 it's closed for a religious festival. So, like, are you joking? So we've like, just driven like fifteen. Oh man, really sorry about that. No, can't, go here. <laughs> <laughs> can't we just like no. Okay then, fine. Texas um, is a big state. Yeah, it is such a big state. <laughs> so then we went from there. Went to Vegas and then chilled out in Vegas for a couple of. Oh, that, was Days. Actually, that was only. For no, guys, overnight, so, yeah. Overnight, because um, my girlfriend's cousin lives there, so we went to see them, and then we went
1: down to LA and then did more interviews there mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, you've met some amazing people. Oh right? my So definitely God. some heroes, yes, really Dennis, cool. you know yeah. Richard oh. Edlund. Yeah. That. You know that
2: was that actually a very funny story. No. Could you mentioned him and and how easy it was to get an interview? So we wanted. To, sorry to interrupt you. That's right. And, and he um, so so uh, we wonder how we're going to get hold of him, and we're just like, oh, we're just calling industrial light and magic. We're like, okay. okay, so I pick up the phone because I play the secretary because he doesn't like doing the I hate doing the phone, so so, <laughs> so I phone up and I go, Hello, can I speak to Dennis Murin, please? Yes, bring you through. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> amazing. Okay. and um, but before I knew, before we knew it, we were sat in George Lucas's boardroom, but anyway, oh my god, no, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am
1: so jealous now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the road trip was making me jealous enough, yeah. but now, now you said. Oh, that was, yeah, that was
3: something else. This is big kind of light long t- and yeah, there's got pieces of art around there which apparently quite and they're all alarmed. Mm-hmm. Right, expensive right. Stuff.
2: Yeah, we were told not to touch anything. Yeah, which we
3: which it wasn't gonna do and then, then but then it was like a member and we never got a photo. I don't know why we didn't because I don't like pho- taking and my photo take it. So that's a lot of the reason why we don't have probably more photos and we don't have and I just don't like the old photo things to with someone going. <laughs> <all that laughs> anyway. Um so um but we were stood at the table, and I, so I sat there, It's like, I want to make another Star Wars film. <laughs> so <laughs> I would like to take credit for the latest offering, because I was there, and I was like, there was nobody else there apart <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, I was busy sort of, I don't know, getting lights out of the camera bag or something, and I hear this, clack, clack, and I turn round, and there he is, swinging on a chair. It's like,
3: he's either going to be sat on that chair, or George is going to be sat on that chair? And if I sit on both, we're sorted. There you <laughs> go, that's...
1: Uh, you've sat he, in his bum print. Yeah, Possibly, yeah, you know, yeah. For sure. More
2: importantly, he sat where your bum print. <laughs> <bum laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, so. I'm,
0: I'm hoping the chair looked like the throne from Return of the Jedi. No, <laughs> it was just a office chair. It was jail, wasn't. Oh, awesome. oh, <laughs> yeah, well, like we could have been
3: like. <laughs> um, it was just yeah. That was a me- because based, because we in one day we went to ILM and Pixar. Oh, because wow. Uh, yeah. Harley okay. Jessup was, a, again, a really lovely fella. And uh, uh it was from the Ghostbusters 2 crew as well. And and we just, like, found, And they were all San Francisco based. So it's like, so, yeah, we were in LA when we called. And then yeah. so we started up to San Francisco, interviewed Dennis Muran. He told us about Ned, which we knew about Ned. We couldn't get hold of him. So we gave him a call, left a message. Then went straight off to Pixar, interview thingy. is a gorgeous place. Um... And then we just like, should we just go back to LA now? Because we're kind of done. And we weren't, yeah, so we back to San Francisco. Yeah. I didn't quite want it. Some lovely bits, but didn't do much for me. So, so we started heading back, went to our first Olive Garden. Um, <laughs> Which we've told,
2: we've been yeah. told, nobody be really it. I was going to say, it's kind of a very standard <laughs> like, oh, issue. But yes. Cool. <laughs> we that were doing cool. so well. I love it. They've
0: got a salad bar and
3: everything, right? Refill a salad bar and
2: half man. A refill
3: of the salad. We had a salad. I got a salad. I have a salad, have a salad and whatever. Movie heaven, movie hell, and it was about olive Garden I love it. it Who else? <laughs> that was. I do you know. Was, I remember sitting there eating this this huge, and I don't like waste, so I'm I, you know, I'm that generation type of thing. So I get through this salad, and the it comes picks it up and goes. Oh, I'll get you refilled. refill. Oh, do not you that. She said, no, no it's, it's free. I like I don't care. I physically cannot eat that much food. I can't eat that big a salad and a main course. And I, did, I had no dressing on it. I was like, who the hell could eat like that? And then <laughs> it comes, like, exhibit A. And, uh, and she found kind of waddles on him, sits down. And sits behind me, and she goes, "I have the salad, extra ranch dressing with mayo, and I have this and that." And I thought, a blue, a
2: blue, blue cheese dressing,
3: blue cheese cheese, dressing. It's like that answers that question. Um, But then that was it. So we stopped at a a motel for the night, and then Ned called in the morning. So we was only—I don't think we weren't even halfway to LA at that point. So it was just like great, and he wasn't free until like early afternoon. No problem. We'll like pop back up, and that was it. So we went back up. I met Ned, and, and we've been fine friends with Ned yeah, since yeah, then. I have chatted with him for four hours before, before the interview started. I his interview was the longest. I think. I think his was like two and a half hours. Right? And that's the thing that
2: they, the the, the, their, their, the detail. The, you know the, the the detail of their memories is so granular and, and rich. I think that's the other thing as well. I mean, I can barely remember what I did yesterday, yet they can remember, you know, that it, it's again that attention yes, to detail. and the detail. Visual,
3: visual effects crew specifically, actually, yeah. they really, I mean, Ned just like a, a massive knowledge about whole aspects of the film. Nothing to do, everything to do with the visual stuff, but even the stuff that didn't incorporate what would have been in his job.
1: Yeah. All these other things about what was going I on. They do it so many times. Yeah. I suppose, you know, particularly yeah. effects stuff. It's like. Yeah you know, it's ingrained. Well, you know, I
0: imagine with the actors and, and Ivan Reitman and stuff because they then went on and did other stuff that, uh, you know, Yeah. Each, each time they had to sort of start again and do another film from scratch.
1: Yeah, yeah
2: that's
0: yeah, true. Yeah yeah.
1: yeah,
2: yeah, that's true.
1: So, um, I've got a question for you then. As a, As a filmmaking duo (laughs) uh, that's, you know, obviously experienced already in doing these documentaries and we're really glad that you're doing them. Um, Have you got plans to do drama or, you know, another type of narrative or anything? Or is is, is is, is documentaries your thing?
3: I do. Um, Certainly, like we were talking earlier about everything that was getting up to kind of last year was just very focusing about the things that I want to do later on in my career. And I really do want to very, like go back and try directing again, because I haven't really done it properly since I was at film school. And I enjoyed that kind of aspect of it. So, but it was always, we've got to get the doc done first before anything else. That's the priority, and everything else can kind of fall into place afterwards. So I will, once the doc's out of the way, I theory sort of, like you are saying about the, you know, doing a doc on, on sort of, you know, people that, I mean, that would probably take a load of research Like films that have been altered and changed and mm. things like that. Yeah. You want to find out about Galaxy Quest, that's a really interesting mm. one to kind of hear about how the studio stepped in and really changed that. But I awesome. love that film. I know, I think it's a great film.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be a very adult. Did Sigourney tell you this? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: we interviewed yeah. Richard Feggs at that. I don't remember. I don't oh, yeah, we might have done, actually, but... It was a sound designer and he was like telling us about it. It was just fascinating. And he said it was just intended to be a very kind of grown up, adult kind of film. He says When you watch certain sequences, he says they don't make sense because that sequence completely went. Right. Because it was just, you know, the, the studios realised they could have a really good family kind of film. Yeah. And the director was trying to make a not quite a family film. So the sequences were, um, oh, what's his name? Say for rocks Brock's, oh, Sam Rockwell, yeah, is under the table masturbating while he's looking at somebody, looking at yeah. somebody's girls and all like that. That's obviously not in the film anymore. <laughs> There's lots of stuff <laughs> like that. Apparently, <laughs> it was a lot, and you can see the dubbing over of a few things
1: oh. where she sort of like. Actually, I feel sad because I've just it's just made me think of Alan Rickman.
2: Oh, God, oh, God. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's oh, he... oh dear. that's and that's yeah. sort of just sunk in you. The so yeah. like, yeah, I know, no. uh, I know, but... and I've only I've
2: only interviewed him. Like six months ago, oh, something really? like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. you just don't think at the time, do you? You think you, you don't know. Well, you just don't think that it's going to
3: happen. I mean, that's just, I mean. Well, Hal Ramis is one of yeah, those. That was to thing. me, yes. I mean, he's like it's it's they're going back to Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Back yeah. It's yeah. us. I was at his time. We yeah. talk about at another yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, what, you know, you do. You kind of meet them and you get on. Yeah. And you think I, you know, I really hope we get a chance to meet them again. Not be greedy, but I really because Harold was very, very grounded. Mm-hmm. From the time we spent with him, from the, literally from the first second that we met him, he just like he was just you know, just put us all at ease. He broke the ice perfectly, mm-hmm. um, and and was just very open. And, and again, he was one of those people that he just told you exactly how it was. Yeah, right. And didn't didn't dress it all up. He just you I said what it is which is what you want when you're doing something yeah. like this and and told about like the difficulties of making Ghost too. and I think it's probably one of the only ones out of the, the castle that, that level of people involved in the film that was that open about kind of the troubles they had while doing the second one and again we was there talking to him for I think probably we were there for about four hours at least and I um, just think I really you know hope we get a chance to see him again and do this and then and I'd heard yeah. you've been ill mm-hmm. <clears throat> I didn't realise it was that bad I thought it was John Landis was chatting with him at one point and he said, Yeah, he's really not well at the minute. Um, and then then found out that he died, and you just think, and it just that I found that was really hard. And even I was doing a lot of work on the dock at that point, mm-hmm. trying to get an assembly of the edit done. And I had to, I couldn't go near it for a few days because it was just kind of it just, yeah, it was it was just very hard. And and it's the same with people like that and with like Alan Rickman and people that because it's very hard when a celebrity dies that the ones that you focus on so much and they are a part of your life in a weird kind of a way. You grow up with them. Yeah, yeah exactly. You do. Yeah, you They're do. kind of the part of your life, you aren't they? It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's always a funny thing when you meet anybody famous like that. It's um, You feel as though you know them very well, but in fact, you don't. Um, so it's a very odd kind of moment when you meet any of these people that there's that kind of like slightly awkwardness. But yeah, when people like... And yeah, I mean, like Bowie and that. Yeah. And even, I'm, you know, I know... Um, David Margulies was, was a relatively good age, I suppose, but you're still like bloody
1: hell, is that? Cool? So, so really, young,
3: it? Yeah. yeah, it is. You know, if they, if they're not they, really right? in their nineties now. It's a bit of a bloody shock. And when yeah. they, listen, it was still in the sixties wasn't it? nineties, the
1: new sixty, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> listen to that, Kirk. <laughs> 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 so, um one other one other question, sorry, I'm sure you've got them as well. One other question I got the on with stuff now um <laughs> I've tried to avoid as much as I can about it because I try not to look too much until I've seen the film, but obviously the new ghostbusters reboot that's coming out um I don't know. Have you? What are your thoughts on that? Obviously, you love the original film, yeah. hence why you've put all this love into this documentary. Yeah. But but what, what are your thoughts on this new direction well, with well, Ghostbusters? I mean, we
2: were if, if, as long as it's a good story, I mean, and we won't know that until we've seen it. But it, you know, if you if you it all starts there, doesn't it really? And if you, then you've got rich characters that have been well written and then well performed, and obviously all the actresses who are leading it have got a track record, anyway, haven't they? Um, you know, if it, if it if it helps keep the love of these stories alive, then it can't be a bad thing, can it? Really? <coughs> well, yeah. it will get a new audience for yeah, the original absolutely. films yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
3: exactly. Good. I mean, I know but with the doc, it was uh, we were talking with someone that um, somebody else we interviewed and we keep in touch with a lot, and he was saying like try and get it done for the thirtieth because if the, when the film comes along, which at that point I think it was still rumoured about, but he said they might not want to focus on any of the old stuff at all. It'll be all the new stuff and nothing to do with the old, and you, you, the documentary won't have a place within that time, which I don't think that's actually going to be the case with this new film. Mm. But I do you know, I, I mean, when I first heard about it, I, I never had a problem with the all female thing. I, I was a bit kind of like, I think with most, like you find out it's going to be a reboot, so you know you're not going to be sat there with like Bentman and stancing, whether they're just kind of like strolling on screen for like a cameo for 10 minutes or something like that. You're thinking, it's it's a weird feeling. It's like that's it, those characters are gone. Because there's now all these other people that's gonna take over, and that's it. And so that's is that is that it is it over? That's that, all that what I've grown to love and, and enjoy over all these years is definitively that's it. Mm. So at the time I was a bit kind of I thought well, it's just it's just really disappointing. But on the other hand, that's you know that's life. Things have to move on and things evolve and change. And the bottom line is we've still got the old films anyway. They ain't going anywhere. Yeah, that's true. And and if the new film, the worst thing that can happen, is that this new film doesn't make any money. Yeah. It can be an all right film, but if it still makes a lot of money, then the franchise, as they are now, can yeah. still continue. That, that 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 Sony will invest into the Ghostbusters name and brand and build it up and we'll get more films and and hopefully cartoons and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And and I know there is talks of like still do stuff with the original sort of like cast and stuff. I remember seeing that E! Entertainment thing a couple of years ago and you saw them all like in that photo and it's like, God, would you, like, you love to see all of them in a film again? Yeah, yeah. And even when you see them talking, it's just like, there's just like, there's an energy between them all that you just, it would be interesting if the, the new film does capture that, but that was a thing. And now, you know, again, they're all different points in their lives and yeah. especially for Murray, he's just like, I'll rock up and do something if I want to, and I won't if I don't have to. And it's like, yeah, it's a nice way to be. So if he does do it, it's because he wants to. That's essentially it, unless he becomes bankrupt. And then so, he'll have to. But
2: I mean, the interesting thing you just mentioned there, and I'm just putting it out here for conjecture, putting the question out here, is that would you want to see them all as ghostbusters, these people working together? The Ernie's, and obviously yeah. not Harold now, but Dan and and, and Bill Murray. Or would you want to see them as different characters in a different film? In a different film,
3: film, like a carry on type.
2: Well, I don't know, with a different, completely different story that isn't Ghostbusters related. But just to see these people, you know, that energy and that connection all working together again. Or not, you know, but with a completely different type of story.
0: Mm. I certainly would, but um, I don't think the studios want to, because they just, it's all about, well, Everybody knows Ghostbusters, and they're the Ghostbusters. If we yeah. bring them back, we've got to do Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some romantic comedy. No. Stuff.
1: Yeah. In, in some respects, I do think a reimagining, mm. as they're doing, is better than an actual remake.
2: Yes, yeah. But yeah. you can go into it so,
3: thinking <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, but, not connected. So it is its own entity. Yeah. And I think yeah. that was the problem. I remember, I think it was listening to the, um, Paul... I just say his last F- five. Feige. yeah. Um, oh, Feig. No, oh, yeah, five.
1: I can never five. remember
2: how I say his name. <laughs> <laughs> do we apologize. say potato, they say
1: potato. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, we mispronounce names all the time on this page. So. <laughs> <laughs> own! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: exactly. Who <laughs> <laughs> would <was> like, spell <laughs> that wrong? <laughs> I
3: still struggle with my to But it's like it's I think it was like they said we've got if we don't do anything fresh. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Um, if they don't do something new and they do do something that's essentially a, a, like a sequel to the, the originals, then you are kind of beholden to it. And the only way that any kind of new director, I think he's got a lot of guts for doing it. I mean, he's, I mean you know, certainly of the. Past like few months or so, like some of the reactions and stuff. I mean, most of it's died down, but there's still those people out there that just react very badly to it.
1: <laughs> Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I, I love like his it. comment. Oh, uh, at d- the uh, Golden Globes, he oh, he kind of said about they're, do- they're doing it with a female cast to save money. <laughs> <laughs> with the whole, with the whole yeah, argument,
3: yeah. About, okay. yeah. that was that was really really funny. <laughs> That's genius actually. Right? Uh, yeah, a good point. Uh, but yeah, no, I just think, I, for me, I think it's it's a it's a good thing because it's just there's enough of the old stuff out there anyway. Yeah, if the old stuff would have worked, they would have the studios would have done it a long old time ago. Or well, if they could have figured out how to make it work. And I think that was the thing. It was coming up with something. It's always that problem with whether it's an alien film or a Star Wars film or anything like that. You have an anticipation, especially for these, those films, because they're decades of the past. So you've got all that anticipation that's got to build up. You can't just go into it fresh and build the excitement. So to, to try and do a proper follow up to those, I would still, you know, as a, as, a, as a fan, I would still love to see a follow up to like any of those ones. I'd love to see like Acrab, but it's again, it's like you know, how Raines mm. isn't there anymore, so. Mm. Uh, Mm-hmm. And he was like a massive part, oh, absolutely. Of grounding that original yeah. film and and the others as well, and and same as Ivan was as well. So it's yeah, I, yeah. I just think for me, it was just like if if, it, if the new one falls, it could be a great film, but if it doesn't make any money, which I think is doubtful, I'm sure it's going to do loads. But if it made no money, then that would be that would be the worst thing because it would just kill everything. You just everything to do would go. So you get the odd bits that come out every now and again, mm-hmm. but.
0: Well, my, my worry is uh, seeing a trend that's happening at the moment because Jurassic World and Star Wars has made a lot of money and they are more or less retreads of Jurassic Park yes. and yeah. the yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that they're just going to retread Ghostbusters because that's what's going to bring the money in. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, from
3: what we've heard, it sounds very different. It's like supernatural villains of... like the, 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 the ghosts of villains past are basically coming back to taunt New York and so they've got to go and... Bust all these villainous, sort of like spooks and stuff, which is like it's interesting content, which is very much what they tend to do more of these when you see kind of like remakes of certain films. Trying to think of one that sticks out, but where you had like characters which were almost like walk on parks or just nothing, that now all of a sudden they were rich. I think Batman actually did that, the Mm -hmm. Nolan ones, you know, Bruce Wayne's parents had actual like like parts and they weren't just someone who gets shot in the street and lie there mm-hmm. and the, the mum does a bit of screaming while like, Bruce is like and all that kind <laughs> of stuff
1: you know they were actual characters oh, particularly the dad in that one played yeah. that whole yeah. you know when you fall you get back up well I have to say yeah. like, uh,
0: Gotham missed a trick there because they could have had a we, we could have actually seen his parents alive but they decided to start immediately Yeah, it's that really part yeah that yeah. TV show yeah, you, <laughs> you know. could have actually built it towards because it's uh, the thing about Gotham, like, uh, it has its fans, but it's, it feels to me kind of pointless because, you know, you, the whole thing about Batman is seeing Batman. Yeah. You don't want to see him as a kid and every, all the villains sort of, you know, growing up and getting there ahead of it.
1: Yeah, They kind of made it about the villains, haven't they, that one? But, yeah. Uh, and, and obviously Jim Gordon. But, yeah. Uh, yeah,
3: it's, yeah, it's been... I, I did watch the first season and I struggled with it at first. Yeah. But I watched. only just kind of one of those things when there's nothing else to watch. Put that on. It's like <laughs> some of it's all right. I, th- I think Sean Perchard is awesome in it. I think he's. It's probably one of the better parts I've seen him do for a long time. I mean, he really gives that. A, you just have a good laugh. Just like mm-hmm. you know that old kind of like cotton kind of I don't know, is it cotton good kind old of Sean oh, yeah, We love him. Yeah. yeah.
1: But the 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 thing with Ghostbusters again, that it's going to be you know what is amazing is, is the Ghostbusters logo mm-hmm. is such an international icon it is.
2: yeah, isn't yeah, it I mean yeah.
1: that first of all that design of that logo is yeah. genius because it you know because yeah. there's no letters in it it's any language it's just very very clever yeah. and isn't, it, isn't it's, especially like the
3: most one of the most recognizable logos it's like it's one of the few that it, it, that's it. it it is what
0: it is yeah. you don't know exactly what the it is the opening to Ghostbusters 2 is just a logo you don't actually see Ghostbusters that's though. right that's, that's right, right. It's the old this yeah. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the V signs <laughs> <isn't it? Yeah. laughs> I did find it weird that in the film that's what they changed the old logo uh to because they they had it outside the uh, yeah. the firehouse which is like well is your company now called Ghostbusters Two? Yes, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
1: it's, it's Silly sort like market. with marketing, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just like
0: oh, their
3: second go in it. I, would, that's all I saw as a kid. It's like it didn't make a lot of sense to me, but oh, whatever. <laughs> and you think, like, yeah, it's just going to be their kind of like second go, and they're back again, and that's the reason. But it was a bit kind of.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. in some yeah. respects, it just doesn't make any
3: worldly sense. But then again, you
1: know, it's... Because it's, it's a comedy, you can kind of forgive it yeah, a bit yeah. more yeah. than if it was trying to be something serious. It really wouldn't make sense and bug the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> you that's know, you know. um, no, awesome. awesome.
0: So when it comes to um, the crowdfunding, I mean, uh, what are you crowdfunding for? I know it's to finish the film, but what exactly is it that you are looking to... To sort
2: of well it's you can finance. Yeah.
3: So it's um it's essentially to pay um people. Yeah, pay people, pay the experts yeah. to help get this thing done because it's like there's only you know, the problem with doing all these type of things, is you're doing your day job and then this and if you're in the film industry, that day job is a full day. It doesn't mean you need, like stop at five o'clock, you go home and you can spend a few hours see yeah. And and it's just it's dragged on a long time like that. And and I know from a point when I was been doing it and i've got like the pass on the version that like kind of currently exists it took me months to get to that stage and we just don't have months and i and i work better with other people but i can't expect somebody else to sit and spend days and months just sit with me while you know they need to earn and money and all the rest of it so it's essentially we need crowdfunding for there's a few interviews we'd still like to get so we'd like to go back to the states <coughs> some, get some those as well do some film basically shoot the like the intro and the outros of like the doc and stuff and give it that kind of final polish Um, to know we've also got enough money there for marketing depending Mm. on what, I mean, hopefully Sony might take it on and and like it and put it as part of a release or something like that. That would be awesome. Yeah, Yeah. it would be. I mean, that would be fantastic being officially kind of like connected with it or it would be quite an achievement. So, um, but it's essentially just been that because like these, you know, I think there's a problem with the creative industry is there was a thing on the, on YouTube about asking like an account or somebody to do something for nothing and they're like, I'm doing something for nothing. But in the creative industry, you you're ask expected to. It all to. the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, And, and the fact that it's, it's cost thousands and thousands to gain the skills to do that. So for people like Anthony and Eastwood and, and Jamie and Dave, who would Jamie and David doing the music and they've got great ideas about well, like giving it like a soundtrack and, and getting mm. a proper score and stuff. and, and, but, you know, to get some of those people to do some of that stuff, it just, the bottom line, is it costs money.
2: Yeah. You know, the licensing
3: is going to cost money. I mean,
2: they've been, they've been extremely generous. I mean, you yeah, say at this point, they've been extremely generous. And the thing is, when you have got skilled people, you want to you pay them what they're, their, worth, they're right. worth, you yeah. know, um, and, and have a bit of respect. I mean, I think that's incredibly important to both of us, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean. You it's, know, not to keep expecting people to keep doing, you know, stuff. Just out of goodwill, you can't you can't pay your bills on goodwill. No,
0: no. Well, exactly. you know, it's, But same saying, saying that though, they do
1: want to work on something that they believe in. Yes, um, and they yes they and do, this and they is certainly have been. a project to believe in.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, totally. yeah. I mean, it's,
1: I know. I mean, the thing is, it's like to do to get.
3: We're we're giving ourselves like end of May to get this thing finished. Yeah. So. um To that gives us where are we now, nearly February. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like four. Roughly, is that roughly four months? Because it's the The end end of February going into June, so yeah, four months. So it's like roughly about four months. So we've got the the Kickstarter campaign we're going to kick off soon, should be next week, Um, and so that's a month of of that time sort of like gone. So that puts you down to three. Now I will be working on it and stuff in the meantime, but that means that people like Eastwood and Lantern, you've got about probably about ten weeks where we can block up their time and say that's it. There you go. There's the money. You know, your bills are covered, so you can work on this solidly. You've got no other work that's going to come in because we need you to focus on this. And that's essentially, a, a, that's a, a chunk of money there, really, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to pay skilled people, basically, to come on board and go and make it. Because the so bottom line, I just want something polished and looking really good. Of and and something that's properly locked down, and I know, like, actually going back to, like, Werewolf, the, the version that was on the disc isn't the version that we kind of... What we did was, I think, oh, well... well for the most part, I liked what we did more because I was able to put a grade on it. and did the graphics better and all the rest of it. And when it went to the company, and nothing against what they did, but they didn't have the time because they they were restricted by a budget. Oh, they, they just didn't. wanted the deliverables. Yeah, did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, so they needed it all on Avid, and we and it was all done on Final Cut. And right. So it all had to be in Avid in um you know, NTSC. Well, I forgot the frame rate. So it all had to be converted. Twenty-three point nine.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah or something 60, like that. Yeah.
3: So it was just. And and you got a small amount of time to kind of like cut together everything the way that I cut it exactly, and to put a grade on it would take longer. So that it didn't. I don't think it had a grade. It didn't have the graphics that I did because it was kind of created in Final Cut. So, um, so and they didn't have the time to kind of recreate it because they just. It's like they. I think they went over the amount that they intended to spend because at the, end of the day you got an editor or whatever sat or a graphics motion <coughs> graphics bug sat in there in an swing being paid. On his on his rates and stuff like that, so just to reversion, yeah, yeah, that was it, and it's, yeah. it certainly isn't anything against them at all because it was. It still looked great when we saw it in the in the cinema and stuff like that. Oh God, of yeah, when it was shown at Frightfest. Fest, yeah. yeah, and I was nervous. I think it was probably the first proper time I'd seen that take her. and it was yeah, so it looked. It was,
0: great. I have to say though, I I thought the way they they showed the doc and the film at Frightfest, Fest, they did it the wrong way round because they should have shown the film first. Then the documentary, mm. not the documentary first, then the film. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because it it is because it's, you just because of the documentary delved into the film so much and yeah. we saw so much of the film that to sit down and watch the film yeah. was like watching it a second time No, I yeah.
1: agree yeah. I agree when I watched the, the, the Blu-ray I watched obviously the film and then I watched your documentary <laughs> so yeah, uh, and, and it really enhanced you yeah, know everything that's, yeah that's exactly. exactly. great exactly. I mean it's, yeah.
3: I one thing John said that there was too much footage from it from the film We when I look at it like yeah and that's something I certainly want to avoid in this but I mean there are license reasons as well but it's like I, I don't
2: where we want to raise money for yeah, so exactly, all of that, that as yeah, well. Yeah, because all this stuff, because yeah. it is that
3: thing when you sit down and we started going through the numbers, you think, not need that much, it'll be fine. And then you start doing the sums, it's like, Christ, it's like this stuff, it's like, by the time we do this, and if we want to do the things that we really want to do, like, I want to have like a, a longer version on the disc than um, than whatever gets screened. So you've got like that, you know, four hour version compared with what like an hour and a half, two hour version that we'll probably do screenings of. Then, you know, when you are sitting there thinking of like, wow, you know, Eastwood's great, you will bash it out in no time. But it's like, that's like, effectively another documentary he's got edit yeah. 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 So to have that four hour version, I mean, at one point, even just the Ghostbusters section, the first pass I did was over five hours. Uh, but that was like bringing everything in. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of guff in there. And there was like a lot of stuff being repeated and I like chopped it down and got it down to around about three hours. And then it's like, if I can get it down to about an hour, two and a half, then I know that I could create an hour and a half version out of that bit quite easy just take out chunks and just put them back in again for the disc yeah. but to do that make it polished to do the longer version will take time which means it'll take money yeah. really really want to do steel books. oh yeah <laughs> we like a old. good steel book. yeah <laughs> yes yeah so and we've got a quote on that but that's like you know it's, oh, it's thousands and yeah. thousands yeah. of I mean it'll be yeah. worth it because it looks so sweet <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's and i just and I'm very conscious that I don't want to kind of and it wouldn't work with this anyway but I thought you have the one version, which is the shorter version, and then later on, I'm going to do a special edition because no one's going to run out and buy like a special edition of the have bought bought. It. It's not the yeah. Terminator or Titanic. And double dip. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, cool. and it isn't fair either. I just want to be able to have one, which is why it's a DVD Blu-ray combo. That's the way it's going to go because it's like, well, some we get asked, you're going to have it on DVD or oh, so you're going to do a Blu-ray. So we're just trying to just give, for the sake of. Which actually, I think the cost doesn't. There's no difference in the cost. Just add both versions
2: on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that makes sense. And the yes. other thing that we want to do as well is take it to festivals. Yeah, exactly. So, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Do it and do a, a run, a run around the festivals. So that was another thing as well that people will be contributing towards yeah. as well. I mean,
3: it's just one of those things that it's.
1: Well, hey, when yeah. you go to the states, if you want someone to carry a yeah. Bag? <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yeah. Oh, I am a Louis Vuitton case. Did I mention that? <laughs>
3: I
1: love driving. Yeah. <laughs> we the one driver we've got. We, this is one of our
3: little stories we tell quite a lot, but I'll try and make it as best as I can. But we, we, um, when we was able to finally lock Harold um, and Sigourney, we was going to have like, we went over for a month ages ago, so, and for about three weeks in LA and a week in New York. And then we felt that we was going to be able to get Harold, but it was going to be in Chicago. So we literally flew to New York and then got on a plane and then straight to Chicago and then interviewed him the next day, had that day, and then the next day was to fly back to New York to interview Scorney Weaver, because that's the only day she had free. So and then we ended up the flight coming back was delayed and we were hanging around <laughs> in the air for ages and thinking, oh. Yeah, the weather
2: was really bad. Oh, it, yeah. it was really, really bad. Yeah. So we
3: finally landed, we phone in the eight for phone a um Assistant, she's like, really don't worry about it, it's fine. it happens all the time. So just don't worry about it. Let's move it to this time. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, and we get, <laughs> get finally get a cab because the one wouldn't take us because we're laden down with cameras and lights and everything. Okay, so six. suitcases, and we get the in the back of this, like four just a little Jeepy kind of effort in it. Like yeah, a yeah, like so a four, 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 four
2: by four thing. Yeah, it. yeah.
3: And he's like, You're too many bags. It's like, and you feel like I think, <laughs> I wasn't sarcastic, so you just stay there and say, quite well, you want to go. We know we're carrying them. <laughs> but we didn't. So he's like, oh you so we finally gets it on. Oh, it's too many bags. So he gets in the bag. You know
1: you have too many bags.
3: And then he's nearly killing us. He's driving down like the freeway <laughs> yeah. thing. Stops in the middle of the freeway, gets out, slams the door again. You have too many bags. And he carries driving. I was like, fuck All he did was moan. So we get finally get to the hotel where we've got about an hour I think now no half this. an hour it was, it was half an hour
2: yeah before Sigourney turns up and
3: then it was just like and then he's like and then I just like, said to Claire don't give him a tip because all he's done is moan and whine and all the rest of it so I was like right, I'm going to I'm going to go now." you just sort of this
1: out so <laughs> you had <laughs> to spruce yourself one. up for Sigourney so oh, right. yeah. yes. um, I,
2: <laughs> I had to deal with the uh, er <laughs> so
3: she pays and he's like no there's perspex now, you would think that perspex there is to stop passengers <laughs>
0: from attacking the drivers. But
3: no. Um, because it's like, what? What's it? No tip. <laughs> tip, 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 tip. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. No tip. Why'd you give me no tips? Like, you've done nothing but moan and complain the whole journey about bags. You haven't got a <laughs> tip. Bang, bang, bang,
2: bang. On the back <laughs> of the <laughs> <laughs> elderly lady came to get into the cab. Saw him going off. She went, "Ooh!" he shut the
3: door. <laughs> and then the bellboys there yeah. like, just calm down. You, you will get a tip. He goes, "If I reacted like you, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't get a tip." And we got the bags and he drove off. It's like, oh God,
2: it's like, Oh man, I'm
3: sorry about that. It's like, this is not your fault. So did you say we came, we saw? <laughs> we came? <laughs> Damn.
2: Damn. Damn it. <laughs> we're going to nick your store. Thank you very much. I couldn't
3: resist. I'm
0: sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, God. I've certainly missed opportunities. Oh, i never even I hadn't thought of that before. It was no, genius. No, no, no. Oh, it, <laughs> was it was very funny. Yeah, it was actually
2: very funny. <laughs> wow. well, it, well, it wasn't at the time. It was. It was it, really. it was really, really stressful. stressful. But yeah. This, a, yeah. this
1: whole thing, though, is so fascinating. Oh, um, yeah. This is This is. Awesome. I'm like really excited. It's kind of like, I, I just want to see it now. Let's see it. You know?
3: The one interview with Randy, uh, with uh, Randy Cook, and he did a lot of stop, He essentially, did, yeah, he did do all the stop motion and stuff. And, and he was saying about how, like with stop motion, nobody realizes all the space in between. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, to get that, you know, 30 second shot probably took us all day. Mm. So there's all these things that happen within that time that nobody even thinks about because it it's just, and so he tells you, oh, that that, this, that broke, this happened, that, the, the, there was a motor that went and the terror dog, it was like, I think he said, it's, I think it's the one using the film where he's jumping off the mm-hmm. parapet thing after Sigourney's transport. Oh. And he said, literally, they're just about to finish and a motor blows and then the terror dog goes, <laughs> and starts, so they dive in there and stop before he, it damages itself or something. Took them a day or so to get the motor back and then they well, let's try and get it back in the same place and you try to get all this sense memory you're kind of putting it back in the same place and completed the shot and this is the shot they used in the film but you just don't realise yeah, it yeah, between yeah. the two Because hours is just
0: well I mean there's some people who believe that you know films are shot like in 90 minutes okay. <laughs> Real, yeah, <exactly>. and <laughs> you explain to them it took months or well, years Right.
2: I mean, I think that's been the interesting thing that that, the people that have have sort of been sort of negative about the fact it's taken us eight years to get to this point. um, Oh, oh, i giving up on that documentary because it's taken so long, Uh, blah, blah, blah. And that's their prerogative. That's fine. But interestingly enough, all the filmmakers that have gone, you know, they've come back to us and gone... Well, we're just we're just so impressed that you actually mm. stuck with it. Mm. You know, oh, I am I am um, impressed,
1: know. envious, all in one. Thing. <laughs> I just I just think this is absolutely incredible, and
0: well, you, you know, Keith, if you want to do your own documentary, just start now in eight <laughs> yes. years'
2: time, you can have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> journey, you could do the documentary of our journey of finally <laughs> getting this thing finished.
1: Dances with wolves. Yeah. <laughs> Dancing <laughs> around. Dances with wolves. <laughs> Dancing no, with cat drivers.
2: <laughs> Dancing with terror dogs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's just,
0: oh, wow, it's just a shame it's got to come to the end. It is. Yeah. I mean, we could literally... Well, I
1: know. We, well, we always have work. to cut our, these these off because... Yes, we yeah. do tend to talk a lot.
2: <laughs> no, well, no, I'm fine. It and, and, it's passion. Know, what can yeah. we say? Yeah, could, there could be to be continued. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we
1: certainly like to. Oh, yeah, yeah. we certainly like to come back and. see Yeah, please
2: you know, do definitely. How it's gone I'm Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'm
1: serious about carrying your bags. Oh, no, no.
2: <laughs> I've <I'm, I'm not laughs> got that. I <I've> <laughs> <how> mean, <laughs> <things, right? laughs>
3: It's like you have to cheat. You have to wrap it up in
2: some the taxi driver. Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. So we're going to sign off in our usual yes. manner,
0: uh, and that is to ask you guys where can people find your work. <gasps> you can't. <laughs> no, yeah, you can, uh, can. you can people
3: crowdfund? Them or you you can can crowdfund. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, everything goes live uh, as, as long as it all goes according to plan. It will all go live next week. Potentially, it should be Wednesday. Yeah.
0: What, what dates that?
3: The 3rd of Feb. Yeah, yeah. Feb. Um, so yeah. we're going to run it for <laughs> last week. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. All right, so yeah. You, you can, can go <laughs> <too>. <laughs> yeah. Um You'll probably do a search for Clean Look and Kickstarter and I'll pop up on that. But if you can go to our website, buenoproductions.com. Yeah. Um, that will also have links going straight to the Kickstarter campaign,
1: yeah. with, which will give you all the list of incentives and things like that. That's uh, Buenoproductions.com just yeah. bueno just dot
2: B U E N O P R O D U C T I O N S com.
1: Yep, yeah. in case any of you don't know how to spell productions, <laughs>
2: it's like, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> I made that mistake. Uh, <laughs> also,
3: it's also the usual thing Facebook and Twitter, yeah. we've got it all down to ghostbusters dot now, so you do Facebook forward slash facebook.com forward slash. Ghostbusters Dock, yeah. Twitter's the same. Hashtags Instagram is, yeah, and hashtags Ghostbusters doc, and you can do clean up the town, and all the rest of it. But essentially, it's all kind of Ghostbusters doc. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: cool. But yeah, you'll be able to like find us all on there in the campaign, and the trailer and everything's going live exactly the same day as. So if you're reading, you're listening to this after the fact, <coughs> the trailer will be on the website as well as in Kickstarter and going um, around yeah, the web and YouTube, YouTube and, channel as well. Yeah, it'll yeah. be on YouTube. Which yeah, think, so
2: subscribe.
3: Yeah, which will be the same thing. but We haven't got enough. Because we set up a new channel for that. Now you go, it's gotta be live for X amount of days before yeah. you can change the ULR and
2: things like
1: oh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Is it, I always do yeah. that. Oh, I was a techie geek in my Let's past life. It. Yeah, yeah, acronyms are everything and you have to get them right, sorry. Mean? Oh universal or something or other.
0: Um, anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. Well. yeah. Universal R yeah. L. <laughs>
3: So, so so, that's where you'll be able to find it. I mean, hopefully the internet will be alight with this thing by that point. But oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all going to be on there. And then the campaign will run yeah. for a little... I think we're going to do it for a little over 30 days that they recommend. So um, just give us a bit more time and stuff. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, the amount that we're going to try and go for is probably rather high Um, but again it all comes down to when you do the sums. it's you know all that money just evaporates
1: oh god yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. so and
0: uh also where can we find your other line of work
2: um uh, scene.net premioscene.net, I won't spell that for you. Um, <laughs> oh, god. Um, otherwise we'll be here <laughs> the length of the Bible. Um but yeah, lots of red carpet celebrity interviews, um, well filmmaker interviews they are yeah. really. Um including us two. Including <laughs> <you> <laughs> too. Including us too, yes. Yeah, that was an
3: unexpected trip. Yes, that was a really good yeah. was <laughs> a really good night. We've got yeah. all of them as well in the end. Yeah, we got made really. two. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's absolutely. laughs> um but yeah that's that's where all our stuff is, isn't it? Yeah, it's just Yeah, Premier Scene and, and a, a Twitter account as well. Yeah, Premier uh, at, uh prem scene it is. Um P-R-E-M-S-C-E-N-E. Scene is in the scene of a film. There you go.
3: Twitter with Anthony underscore Bueno, so
2: Yeah. So give us a follow.
0: Yeah I do it. That's it. Keith, where can we find
1: your work? Oh, uh, if you go to YouTube and put in British Isles, that's (laughs) B-R-I-T-I-S-H-E-Y-L-E-S. As in my surname. I love it! Then... then, uh, Oh, we're having too much fun tonight, aren't we? Um, Then you can find uh, short films that I've written, produced and directed. Oh, that. Yeah. So oh we'll look year. at them. British Isles, E Y L E S,
0: and you can always find my work at I N D P E N T R U W N I N G S dot <laughs> com. <laughs> and for those who didn't catch all that, independentrunnings.com <laughs> <laughs> uh, You can also uh, listen to us on uh, YouTube, Stitcher, Mixcloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Just search movie heaven, movie hell. So that just leaves us to say thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Thank you so
1: much. much. It's been great. I'm glad we saved the questions. (laughs) Yes,
2: exactly. It's never the same second time around, believe me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you both very much.
2: Thank you very much.